Let us pray. Lord, as we now come to share your word, may your Holy Spirit help us to be hearers and doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's reflection is titled, Take It to God in Prayer. Take it to God in Prayer. As a young dad, I remember taking my first daughter to school on her first day at nursery school. This was back then in Africa. She was always being at home with mommy, daddy, and grandma. That morning when I took her there, she was very clingy, as if she suspected I was about to leave her with some strange people. With the help of the nursery teachers who distracted her, I managed to sneak out of the room without her knowing. Suddenly, she found herself in this place with different people. For the first time, she was on her own without mommy, daddy, or grandma. I ran and I stood outside of the nursery school gate. From there, I could hear her screaming inside. As a young dad, my heart was broken. I almost went back in to take her home, but I didn't. Instead, from the school gate, I prayed for her. I left her there and I went home. At home, I couldn't stop looking at the clock to hit 1.30 p.m. so I could go back and pick her up. Well, I suspect most of us will have stories to tell about first day of school run. For me, this is a similar picture to what's going on in the Gospel of John where Jesus is now praying for his disciples. He was about to leave them. They've enjoyed the comfort of having Jesus physically with them. Now Jesus was about to go. Jesus could sense among them the feeling of anxiety, of fear, of confusion. They were a bit clingy like my little daughter, so he prayed for them. And after his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension, which we celebrate today, he left them. John 17 is that prayer that he prayed for them. It was a passionate prayer. It was an intimate prayer. It was an affectionate prayer. In it, Jesus prayed for himself, his disciples, and he prayed for us, the church. Firstly, he prayed for our protection and our safety. Twice in that passage that Emmanuel read for us so eloquently, uh, Jesus asked his father to protect his disciples from the evil one. Twice he prayed. He said, keep them safe in thy name. In John 17, verse 12. Safety is a familiar word that has been with us for the past year in light of COVID-19. Almost all of our communications end with the words, keep safe, be safe. I need not emphasize the importance of safety. To be safe in a COVID pandemic world, we are staying at home more. We are covering our nose. We are covering our mouth. We've changed our lifestyle. But in this prayer, we are assured that we will be safe by abiding in Jesus and within the body of believers. This is our safe bubble in God and in the body of Christ. May we abide and stay safe in this spiritual bubble. Secondly, Jesus prayed for our participation in his mission. He prayed for what we are doing right now, reaching people with the good news. John 17, 18, he prayed, as you have sent me, I have also sent them into the world. Brothers and sisters, 
we have been sent to go and make disciples. We have the backing of Jesus, and he is praying for us, even right now. Our role model, Jesus, prayed in every situation, and in so doing, taught his disciples to develop an intimate praying relationship with the Father. This was a lesson the early disciples put into action in that passage we read earlier in the book of Acts. We saw that in the weeks before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the disciples continued in fellowship, in prayer, and they held some business meetings as well. One of those business meetings was to appoint a replacement for Judas, who was no longer with the group, for reasons we all know too well. They were about to make a crucial decision, an important decision. What did they do? They prayed. They prayed and they cast lots. In them days, part of the process of discernment was to cast lots. Today, when we make tough and important decisions, we pray and we take a vote. That decision led them to appoint Matthias. Prayer was a key part of Jesus's ministry. It was a key part of the ministry of the early disciples. It should be a key part of our ministry. Jesus invites us to pray. And so here at Methodist Central Hall Westminster, we have declared a day of prayer from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Wednesday, the 19th of May, 2021. What an opportunity for us as a church community to come together and to take it all to the Lord in prayer. Jesus answered and said in Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, to expand on this text in a letter to the congregation, our able circuit steward, Mr. Wes Gibbs, writes, I quote, when you pray, not if you pray, so praying to the one true living God is a biblical request. End of quote. There is much that we need to pray for today, said Mr. Wesley Gibbs. Wise words from Wesley in our grapevine, you'll find the full quote. So please join us on Wednesday for our 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. day of prayer. Further details, as I say, are in the grapevine. Let us come together. Pray on Wednesday, because prayer changes things. That's what my first pastor used to say to us in Sierra Leone. Prayer changes things. In the book of 1 Samuel, we met a lovely lady, a lovely lady called Hannah. She was barren, heartbroken by provocation from Penina, her mate. She fervently prayed for a child, and God granted her petition, blessed her with a son. She took her need to God in prayer. David was overwhelmed with guilt, remorse, and grief for the pain inflicted on Uriah and his family. This story you will find in 2 Samuel 11. David prayed and repented with deep passion. He cried out to God in Psalm 51 saying, create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a light spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. He took his cry for mercy to God. The early church was encouraged to express their love and gratitude to God through prayer. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul said to them, let the message of Christ dwell richly in you 
as you teach and admonish one another, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. To whatsoever we are going through, be it pain, be it hurt, trials, tribulations, guilt, grief, or just the need to express our love and gratitude to God, like Hannah, like David, the early church, let us take it all to God in prayer. God has given us an open line to communicate with him directly. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 invites us to call on him at any time, anywhere, on our walks, driving, cycling, cooking, playing, in our sorrows, and in our celebration. I watch football sometimes because I support Man United. Now and again, I see footballers lift up their hands. They will lift their eyes. They will gesture the sign of the cross. Some of them will kneel down. Some of them will bow their heads in their celebration as though they are giving God all the glory for scoring a goal. It seemed to me that they are aware that they can communicate with God even on a football pitch. There is no set place, no rhythm for our prayer. Prayer is a chat with our Father, and we can do this anywhere and anytime. Our prayers may lack sequence, they may lack structure, they may lack eloquence, but put in the hands of Almighty God, they trigger inward peace and answers. In his book titled, Teach Us to Pray, the Reverend Dr. William Sangster, a renowned Methodist evangelistic preacher who was superintendent minister here at Methodist Central Hall in 1939, said this, the greatest open secret of life is prayer. It is the way to true goodness, inward peace, and the complete mastery of life. This summarizes how vital prayer is. No wonder he had such a flourishing ministry here. Today, some people are reluctant to pray because they say, I like nothing, I lack nothing, I've got everything. Well, we do not pray because we need something. We pray because we are, we are created to have a communicating relationship with our maker. Like every good parent, God is waiting. He is waiting and he is ready to listen to our expression of love, our worries, our concerns, our needs. We can communicate all these to him through prayer. To conclude this message, I couldn't find better words than the words in the old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, by Joseph Scriven, who said, I quote, What a privilege. What a privilege we have to carry everything to God in prayer. Friends, is there trouble anywhere? Yes, our world is in turmoil. There is unrest in the Middle East. People are suffering from the effect of COVID-19. Is there trouble anywhere? Yes, you're dealing with grief. You're dealing with pain. Are you dealing with hurt, broken relationships, business is struggling, mental and physical health is not excellent. I encourage you, let us take it all, all of it, all of it, 
to God in prayer. Amen.